you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You know, you're not never, you're never ready. You, you know you're not ever ready. Dude, I called an hour early. I was ready, but you're right. I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm not on, I'm on time, but I'm never ready. Actually, you're correct. Welcome to the NFL Player Second Acts Podcast. I'm Peanut Tillman, and I got my guy, Roman. I am never on time or have my stuff ready. Harper with me today as my co-host. What's up, boss? What's up, my boy? And you know what? I was on time. I just didn't have my stuff. So you're kind of right. I mean, you you, you did. You, there's a couple things you got to, you know, get right there. Um, would you use a charger? Not the charger, the, the USB microphone. You, you a microphone. microphone. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get that. But whatever the case, we're going to get you set up um, today. We got a special guest. He's a, a former teammate of mine, a former Irishman. We got Daryl D.C. Campbell joining us today on the show. D.C., what's up, baby? How you doing? What's up, Peanut, man? Appreciate you, Rome, man. Love to be on the show, man. You guys are funny as all get out. Love it. Love it to death. Um, love the banner you guys have. And um, just glad to be on. Um, man, journey, right? That's pretty much what it's all about. <sighs> Notre Dame to Chicago mm-hmm. with you. Um, watch you run around, peanut punching the hell out of everybody, which is great. Um, and then to the Browns for a season under Romeo Cannell won four games, and that was just horrible. <laughs> that was just horrible. So. Yep. Um, and, and then to Tampa uh, for a couple seasons under Gruden. Um, and then starting my trek with the Arena Football League with the uh, Orlando Predators for a season. About halfway through there, Baltimore picked me up, so I got to put my hand in the dirt again, release I want to say after a couple couple games, and then to to Canada, where uh, I think right before this we were talking about my uh, my Kimbo Kimbo slice affinity, right. you know. So how long I had in Canada. How long was my, how long was how long was the, the Canada? One season on a great cup with uh, Mark Tress was the head coach there. Right. Um, it was it was pretty good, pretty pretty awesome. Um, different ball out there. Toronto, no, not Toronto, the Montreal. Montreal, 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 Montreal okay. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. Play, play Calgary in the, the, the Grey Cup and, uh, yeah, and won. And I tell you what, uh, those Montreal days were pretty, pretty cool. I think you got to get, get used to that French Canadian speech, though. That's something yeah, else. Yes. That's, a, that's yes. a, yeah. Hey, and they, they yeah. encourage you to try and speak French, right? Like the more you speak. Oh, oh yeah. If, you, if, if you're coming from below the border and you're trying to just roll, roll with English, that's just not going to work. I mean, you're not, you're not going to get a sandwich when you try to go to a putt. You ain't going to get nothing. They ain't going to work with you. You so just need to know a little bit. A little bit. I've been French. Did you get it? Um, I got a little bit, you know what I mean? A, a lot of the trainers, those part of their staff kind of helped me out. Um, but I, I think that the one thing is you just got to be honest, man. You got you yeah. to know your lane. And as long as you're honest, people will work with you. If, if you if you try to do something and they know you can't, you're like, listen, you need to stop that. Just don't even go there. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, as long as you're honest, you stay in your lane, people will work with you. You know. When was you in Montreal, uh, Rome? 
So I went there uh, for Kai, you know, Kai Hebert. Oh, yeah, yeah, teammate. yeah. He got married in Montreal. He was there for a very long time. So that was one of my trips to Montreal. And it's funny. So I took French in high school. And so I, I, I pick up the little things. I know how to read it. I know how to say the little things. Uh, you know, Je m'appelle Roman. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you talk a little bit here and there. And you attempt. But like he's saying, though, like being a brother from below the border and you come up there, like you must attempt to speak French. If Gotta you do not, Gotta they attempt. will not be happy with you. Because Montreal is one of those like hard, hard French Canadian lines. Like that's where it is. And they want you to speak French there. They don't want you to be speaking English in Montreal. So um, especially certain parts of it. So it was really cool to experience that. And hearing, you know, doing some research on, on D.C., man, and hearing his adventures about in Montreal, which to me, I think we really need to jump into that. It's a lot more to unpack in your one season in Montreal uh, under Coach Tressman. Everything that you got to do and experience there. I I, I listened to you on another podcast talk about um, you know, how the videographer guys, like they didn't speak English and all of a sudden they quit halfway through the season. Yeah. And now you step in and they didn't even know you could do this. They were like, hey, you know, well, you were already doing some IT stuff once you got off of work and you're like, hey, maybe I could, you know, fill in this void for you. And they're like, nah, you just focus on football. And it's like, okay, go ahead, fail. And then eventually they came back to you. Yeah, I mean, the, the the crazy thing is when you have disgruntled employees, especially in that whole IT videography world, it's just not a good look for the team. So, right. you know, I kind of figured it like this. Well, I'm going to be watching film anyway, just as all the other, you know, uh, my, my teammates will. Like, you know, hey, man, slide me a few extra Canadians so I can get this done for us and then you know, make some highlight clips on the way. I mean, it's really just apply, just applying yourself, man, trying to make an extra buck and, um, you know, make, make sure, making sure that everybody else is uh, – uh, you know, comes along with you when, when, with respect to that. So, but were you um, really making an extra buck though? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he was like, it was like unpaid and stuff, right? You was just doing it just to do it to kind of help everybody else out. Well, yeah, I mean, to start, but then yeah, after a while, like it just, you know, you got 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 to slide you a little bit of extra something, you know what I mean? Because it's just the time, man. Right. You know, just it, it, you know, peanut. Like if you if you if you study and tape and like you're like, all right, man, like. I'm, I'm trying to, to to study my opponent here, but at the same time, I got to get this ready for like everybody else. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I got it's, it's hey, the time spent, value received. That this just got has to has to line up. So, um, and and they did slide me a few extra dollars, which was cool. Um, uh, but yeah, well, a lot of it was really fun though. When did y'all get started? I know because you had you had trust when I had trust when he was here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. What time would you guys start your day? The schedule is a little bit similar to like NFL ball. You're up there early, you eat in the morning, you kind of go through your walkthroughs throughout the day, and then you go and you have your practice. It's just that it finishes a lot lot sooner than than NFL ball does. So he tried that BS with us, but it, it didn't it didn't work. It so yeah, Rome. It it was not Hold on, what did he try with you guys? He, he tried the same type of thing. What, 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 what I got so you know how you do one-on-ones the whole time, right? You know how you do walkthrough and then you have like scout one, scout two, scout team, whatever. Mm-hmm. We would do scout team, but it was a walking scout team. Mm. So you never saw the the yeah, you never saw the plays from the offense full speed. It was at a walkthrough pace. And I remember Lance and I were like, hey, can we uh, can we get these plays a little bit faster? Because come Sunday, they're going to be running this go route. They're going to be running this smash or this high low. Like they're going to do it fast. Like I can I can defend this all day. I'm all pro in, in a walkthrough. But 
I need to see this faster. But we literally would practice full speed ones on one. So it was a training camp practice every single day. Mm. It was just our offense, number one offense versus number one defense. I couldn't tell you how many times I knew our own offenses, our offensive plays because we went against them every team period, every single day. It didn't work out. It, I mean, it's cool in Canada, you know, AFL, you know, Canadian CFL, excuse me, but it just how we did things. Nah, man, it, it didn't really work out for us. When did yeah. you know, like it was time to be done? I know you're making, you're making edits, you're doing all these film, but when did you know it was time to be done? Like, you know what? I think I've, uh, I think I've got my last sack. I'm it's, it's time to hang these cleats up. So, once I was done with Canada and after that, that first season came back to the States and I was just kind of mulling around for a while. Like my, my wife was, you know, an investment banker with Citibank. She had just transferred from Chase in Chicago. Um, we're in Philly. We had no family here, you know, in PA. Um, and my son was my son was my, my son was on. So I was a stay at home dad. And, you know, my wife came home one day and she was like, listen, you know, like this is all great for you to be, you know, with your son, with your boy. Look, I, I love it. I love the fact that you are embracing fatherhood. But, you know, she said, like, hey, you know what? There's more to you than this. You know, right. there's there's more to you than this. Um, maybe maybe reach out to, to your coaches. Maybe, you know, ask around. Maybe maybe you can get into coaching. Maybe that's like your next deal. Um, so I reached out to Tressman. And he was still with the, with Montreal. Um, I said, "Listen, you know, based upon the skill set that you know I've, I've showed out in Canada, um, do you know anybody in the industry? You have any friends, any connections? Some, I'm, I'm just looking for the next step here." Um, he said, "I have a friend at NFL Films. His name is Greg Cosell. He's the executive producer for ESPN NFL Matchup. Um, I can't promise you anything. I talked to him. Go over there to uh, Mount Laurel uh, NFL Films uh, headquarters and." You know, have have a conversation. Be yourself. Probably shave the Afro Kimbo slice thing before you do that. That would that would be good. Um, I was like, sure. Um, <laughs> I, I ended up showing up in NFL Films, suited and booted. Was in the lower level atrium um, and waiting for Kara. Then Angelucci, now Rogers, who um, is kind of like the pr- production coordinator here at NFL Films uh, on the in the producer department. She was upstairs. First person I meet was Steve Sable. He comes to the, uh, the 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 double doors to the low, the lower level cafe, and he's like, "Hey, are you waiting for someone?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm here to meet with uh, Greg Cosell." He's like, "Ah, we'll get up there sooner or later, but let me take you on a tour." But I'm like, "But Kara's coming to take me." But like, don't worry about it. She'll 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 catch up. Did you so know that he, was Steve though? Did you know? I it was did. Him? That, that okay. is, you can't even. I like. Whatever he wants me to do, I'm about to do. So, I mean, he took me everywhere. He told me about all the artwork that he he himself uh, created that's littered all over the walls here at NFL Films. It's, it's pretty amazing. Um, took me to the studio, um, our audio department. Um, they had like a, their own, had a, like they have an orchestra here, their own orchestra here. It's crazy. Um, oh, for like background music, like all that. Oh, thing. yeah. They create their own, compose their own music here. Um, so, took me on a full-fledged tour of NFL Films facilities outside, inside the whole nine. I end up in the office with Greg Cosell, and he's literally just picking my brain on tape, all 22 tape. That's all this man does all day, every day, five in the morning to 7, 8 p.m. at night. He is all 22 tricked out. That's his deal. Um, Picks my brain about football knowledge, you know, defensive line knowledge. I, 
I met um, uh, Pat Kelleher and Ross Kettover here. They they are the two, the twin-headed dragon here in NFL Films, now the new Steve and Ed Sable, um, if you will, since their passing. Um, and um, it was just natural, man. It was almost like I found, you know, I just, I found my new team. And you guys know how that is. Once you're done playing ball, you just, you're just searching for that next, that next locker room experience to kind of right. like, you know, grandfathers you in so but when you said he was picking your brain about tape like what is what does that even mean like i, I get picking your brain about football like what does d-line do what's quarterback do i like i get that but how do you pick someone's brain about like tape what does that even look like literally literally feet kicked up on the desk big monitor on his wall all two all 22 rolling hey Tell me about this uh, this smash concept over here. Hey, tell me about, you know, cover three boundary lock that's going on down here. Hey, tell me about, you know, the, the inside blitz. And I'm sitting here looking at this man like, no, who knows ball? He's just yeah. in the yeah. office. Like, <laughs> like, he knows ball. He's just – and the crazy thing is, like, he never played football, but he's just a, like a student of the game. It's like an intellectual exercise for this man. Right. Like, every – the fact that he had, you know, he had a wealth of football knowledge and he was speaking my language, I, you know, I appreciated that. And I kind of felt like, yeah, I think I can do this. This is this is where I need to be. So, so did he hire you on the spot? Have you ever met? No, yeah. they didn't hire me on the, uh, me on the spot. Like my, my, they, they waited about a week or so and then they called me in to get an internship opportunity. So that first year came in, learned um, behind a guy by the name of Nick Kehoe, who was the um, graphics producer for NFL Matchup. Um, picked his brain every single day until the following season when they hired me on as a seasonal. And I took over the reins for him and, and match up for like three years before they made me full time. Got you. So when you finally got the job, though, how was it going from professional athlete to an unpaid intern? How was how was that transition? Oh, yeah. I mean, well, not making no money is is, is not really fun. But at the same time, it's 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 uh, it's, it's the learning experience. You know, I kind of think I just hey, you got to put in this sweat equity. You know what I mean? You got to put it, got to put it, put it in in terms like that. So I was learning. um, And while I was in here, it was just, it was just a matter of the curiosity, just like all 22 was an intellectual exercise for Greg. It's just like, you know, when you're a player and you go to a new team, you gotta, you gotta learn the ropes. You gotta learn the plays. You gotta learn the ins and outs of the, of the defense so that you can find where it is you're best suited and how it is you can, you know, activate forward. So, you know, for me, I was like, well, you know what, you know, I'm a, computer science, you know, software programming, engineering guy. Let me go talk to people I know that speak my same language in this world. Let me go to the engineering side, talk to them. They show me how things, the back end and the front end works with, with, with within the, the, the realm of tape masters and LTO and like how the offline side of the building communicates with the on-site, online side of the building, which none of the producers really know that, it, nor do they care. Um, but to me, that's where I kind of found my, my niche and, mm-hmm. um, and also, too, it goes a long way treating people how you how they deserve to be treated from low level groundskeeper mm-hmm. to VP of the organization. I just kind of kept that mindset as well. And there, there was nothing that I couldn't ask anyone. I could, I could go into anyone's room, office meeting, you know what I mean? And they were just welcoming Um and, and 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 willing to 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 give me as much knowledge as you know I craved. So, you know, I I I used that, applied that, and you know, three Emmys and a couple promotions later, here I am. Man. Ooh, you know, he stuck that one in there, three Emmys. <laughs> yeah, I got a few of them. So it, it really is a team game, though, right? Like Without you're question. taking the the team from playing football, 
you know, the D line defense, whatever. And then you transition that kind of in this new profession, this new transition um, in, in, in broadcasting. Right. Or excuse Absolutely. me, production. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've gone to a couple broadcast boot camps and I don't really talk about like the on camera, you know, thing for talent. I'm always there to just let people know and let players know like, hey, there's another side of this thing that where where you can really add in in, in, in amazing ways, which is the back end. Being an editor, being a graphics producer, you know, um, being a director that like there's 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 so much application based upon our careers that we can add into that. That's so different than just a normal producer whose lane has always been filmed their whole life. You know, we talked about that the other day, though, Ron. We talked about that last night, though, about just, you know, some for the kids who who never make it to the NFL and they think their life is over. It's like, Oh, I didn't make it to the league, but you can still do or have a job around football that keeps you connected to the game. Absolutely. Producer, uh, a scout, a coach, a director, like you said. So yeah, I I think that's, um, it's just way more. It's so many more ways to be a part of the game without actually being on the field, tackling and playing the game. And I don't think as young people, especially as African-Americans, like we only see the only way to get there. We got to be the guy. We got to be the man. We don't actually talk and encourage enough of our young, our young people in this world, especially in America, that, I mean, you can still do other things to involve yourself, whether it's being a cameraman, uh, working the chains, being an upstairs involved with uh, different organizations. I, I think that's so cool and so true. I don't think we talk enough about that. I'm and my doing, question man. for you, D.C., yeah, my question for you, DC, is like, and we all struggle with this. How do you change that perception of of everybody else that I'm more than just an athlete, or I'm just an athlete in this space? Um, I, I think the the way the way that's worked for me has is has been basically sticking to my truth, which is you know embracing the fact that I'm an athlete and that I am set apart in in that way you know my eyes over the course of my career have been my lens if we if we talk about production you know what i mean but i've seen a lot of stories i have you know a, a knowledge base and a skill set that's that's applicable in this field in a much different way than someone again like we said before who's never played the game and who's only been about film and understands the nuance therein so you know for the Peanut Tillmans, for the Roman Harpers of the world, you guys are so unique because you guys have seen the game in game in such a way that no producer on this side of the fence has ever seen it. Like right. you, you, you're, you have been using your lenses and capturing footage, you know, with your with your with your retinas for years, you know, at a high level. Yeah, bringing that to this side, like people, minds will be blown. Like you, you have no idea, you know. So. That's that's how how it, it worked for me. And I think for for any, you know, player that is done with the game to 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 understand and know that, you know, hey, it's not over. You can just take everything that you have experienced, hands on experience, hand in the dirt or, you know, backpedaling into the backfield and bring that to this side of the fence. So I'm, I'm jealous that you got Emmys. You got three Emmys. <laughs> I want an Emmy. Listen, I promise you, you, you keep doing this, man. You're gonna be you gonna be just like Nate Burleson. You have some enemies too. <laughs> you, so you, you, you got you got three of them, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are your Emmys in? Uh ser- ser- best sports serialized documentaries, two of them for hard knocks. One for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, one for the Houston Texans, um, and then our NFL hundred um uh, production, I think well during that season, a few few years ago. 
like myself, uh, uh, however many producers there are, we have, I don't know, something like 20 some odd, 30 producers in-house that cut that, basically taking like seven, 800 hours of footage and dwindling it down to the best hour of television each training camp for whatever hard knocks, you know, team we're, we're focusing on. Is that um, how and, much it is? Seven, it's no, yeah, I was going to say, that's how much? <laughs> yeah, we basically, like, when, when everybody's at home and that Tuesday night and they're watching that best one hour, yeah, on Monday, it started out as like 750 hours of footage. But do you have to watch, so y'all divide it all up, like, if you, oh, yeah. it's 20 of us, we got 700 hours of film. How much film do I get? How much film do you get? How much film does Rome get? So I mean, so it's 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 not even it's like all hands on deck, you know. And well, yeah, I also think you got your your twenty head producers, you know, or twenty five, however however many it is. You have your twenty head producers, but you have assistants, production assistants. They're all helping the log footage. To one, you know what it is that you're looking at, right? Right. And then you get those sub clips, and you can put that into the best one hour story, starting from that seven fifty, and that happens seven days a week for seven straight weeks. So like this, it's almost like a training camp experience here yeah. on the edit, on the production side, just to get to the best one hour for, for, you know, public consumption at home. And it's all about, are you guys trying to tell a specific story or do you kind of just like, well, wherever this journey kind of takes us, we just, well, that, well that's the thing. It's oh, like, you don't story ever changed from week one to week two in a training camp. You're like, dude, we didn't even know we had this. Now we got to really get more of this. Well, here's the thing. It's just like this this past, you know, someone we did with, you know, Detroit Lions. So like my first few weeks, I had Dan Campbell, uh, Aaron Glenn, Brad Holmes. Right. Those are my those are my characters. Right. So, hey, D.C., you're assigned to these guys. Cut whatever it is that you think is best. Now, we have production meetings every day, like, and we talk about notes. We talk about different things that we everyone saw. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Let me write this down. That was on this tape. Oh, this 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 assistant saw this. Um, I, while I was logging, saw this. And then you put your best stories together for those characters. And it's all comprised into that best hour, you know, for, for, for a Joe fan at home. The best case scenario of just showcasing coaches, Dan Campbell has a huge personality. Oh. He's my former teammate in New Orleans. Yeah. And yeah. he was awesome. And he coached there in New Orleans the last couple of years before he got this Detroit job. AG was a former teammate of mine. He has a great personality. To hear him and Deuce Staley going back and forth, I'm like, dude, they're going to, each one of these guys will get a new coaching job off this hard knocks. It was like the best job interview that you could ever do. And I was so appreciative of it because everybody has this negative opinion about Detroit. And after you watch two episodes, you're like, man, I love this coaching staff. I oh yeah. Oh such yeah. A unique case of all these former players that are now on the staff. I-, I thought it was amazing that you guys were able to pull this off and the way you showcased it and packaged it was beautifully done. I got to ask you a question, Rome. Is Dan Campbell really like that in like in real life? Is he really like that? Like, I, I just got to ask you because that man was – first off, he's swole as all man. He is. He's he is swole. Just, <laughs> he can't even – oh, exactly. my God. No neck. No, no. It's all connected. It's one – No neck. It's one piece, you know. He is. It's like, it's like why? <laughs> why, bro? He is. So, number one, he kind of is like that, man. He's kind of a meathead that has learned the to be able to manage a game – when he got the uh, the interim job in Miami, he did a great job of really turning them around. Then he came back to us and continued to coach. And, and I think because he's been around so many great coaches in his past that he has learned what it takes on that side of it. But 
he deep down he is a meathead. Like, and I don't think that changes his personality. Coach. I think everybody yeah. just understands yeah. it, respects it. And he's just like, I mean, he's kind of going to just be this meathead of a head coach, and he's willing to lift weights or. Like he says, bite ankles or whatever else. I think he really, truly believes those things when he says it. I don't think he's like just saying it to get attention. I'm, uh, I think he that's who he is. We're in, the the in the division. I don't want to see him win. But after watching Hard Knocks, I will say I will probably admit this. I want to see him do well. The heartbreak on some of these guys um, is awful. Um it's really, really tough, man. And um, that maybe something you can talk about, DC, is um, maybe some of the benefits or positives from your journey, you know, going from team to team, uh, from league to league. What is that? Has it had, had any kind of impact in your current journey now that you're on? I think even when I even when I take like NFL films into, you know, um, and when, when I put it in, put it into perspective, um, there's highs and lows and everything, fellas. I mean, you know that. Mm-hmm. Um especially when it comes to me being a journeyman, just kind of, you know, living out of a bag for the, the majority of my career. Um, you know, after you get let go a couple of times um, and I'm, I'm a faith based man, it, it's yeah. it, it got to the point where I was like, you know, what, wherever God wants me, that's where I'm going to be. Yeah. And when I settle in and I find, you know, that that team that like, you know, I'm I'm there for the long haul. You know, the, the the door won't be, you know, shut in my face or I, I won't be closed. You know, I'll, I'll be there forever and always. So. All right, but take, we're going to take a little break right now. When we come back, we got some quick hitter questions for you. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. All right, we want to welcome you guys back. Me, my co-host, Peanut Tillman, or some people call him Charles, but I don't know many people that call him that. (laughs) Peanut Tillman on the other side. And our guest for the day, Daryl Campbell, a.k.a. D.C., DC, man, we got some quick hitters for you. Are you ready? I am. All right. All right. Number one, I want to know your favorite moment of your playing career. Favorite moment. 2004, 2005, I'm in the middle of a game. I can't recall who we're playing, but I got Lance Brig, I got Hunter Hillenmeyer, and I got uh, Brian Erlacher behind me. And Uh I totally – Totally forget a play. <laughs> totally. This is your brain gone out the window. Looking back, all I know is B-Lack come up to me and say, listen, big dog, don't worry, I'll make you right. That's it. That's it. Favorite play ever. True leadership. <laughs> True. True leadership. The <laughs> boy said, I forgot to play. <laughs> You look back like, hey, what's the play? Don't worry about it, dog. I got you. Just do what you want. Look. Yeah, that's confidence. I got it. So if you weren't a producer, here's a, here's mine. If you weren't a producer, what other career or profession would you be doing right now? Um, I would be an IT professional. Um, I would have a small cubicle, um, almost prairie dog style popping up from it. And uh, I would probably be doing either building laptops or doing some type of 
NSA or SDP building apps, uh, that, that would probably be the, the, the career that I would choose. Who is on your personal Mount Rushmore of people who have helped you be successful in life as, as a whole? Uh, you only Mount, get four, remember? Because we don't all know how many people. He, he might not know how many on Mount Rushmore, so that's so, why I'm, I'm, I'm showing you four. <laughs> so uh, I start off with my mom. Uh, she would she would be the the number one um, because I watched that woman you know uh, work her tail off uh, when my dad left when I was three uh, to to provide you know a roof and over my head and and make sure I went to college and you know she was the one that put in like two hundred watt light bulbs so I didn't fall asleep after football practice and not want to do my homework you know what I mean she was always there so mom's number one. Uh, uh, my number two, I would say, um, honestly, I, I, I'd say my number two would, would be a compendium of all of the, 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 the players I had a chance to, to, to play with, uh, the Tommy Harris's in Chicago, you know, who, you know, just watching him body control, just kind of just, just an absolute beast. Um, Tank Johnson's you peanut, you know, how hard you work. And people don't realize how, and I can't curse on this podcast, how effing hard you work your whole career, man. It's, it's, it's real. I've said this before in other meetings we've been on too. Like I look up to you, man. Um, you know, um, the Orpheus Roy's of the world, um, uh, the, the Chris Hovans, um, the the Kevin Carters every every great player that poured into me along my journey uh, to just you know do the very best I possibly can um, so that, that might be several but I'll just package them into one um, um, I think m- my third would be you know being able to come here and apply knowledge learned from guys like you know Greg Cosell um, I'd say Greg Cosell was a was a really big help because. It's one thing to be a player, like a, a, a defensive lineman, you know, understanding the full breadth of work as it, as it pertains to putting my hand in the dirt is one thing. But, you know, if, if, if I'm honest, his, his knowledge base was about the game in its entirety. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you were to ask me, like, like what, what was a smash concept or, you know, fire X blitz and what, how, how linebackers that I would have no idea. I just know that right here, I got, I got this B gap. I got to jet it and I got to make some plays. You know what I'm saying? You know, if you were, if, you, if we're talking like boundary cover three lock or cover three in general and all the, like, you know, quarters coverage, quarter, quarter, half, all that type of stuff. I ain't had no, that wasn't in my playbook. No, no way. But to actually learn about the nuance of the game in its entirety, offense and defense and to learn it from somebody like that, it, it it actually gives me a newfound appreciation for all the guys I used to play with too. Like the stuff that y'all had to do in the back. That's crazy. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> just I don't even know how but that's why y'all do what y'all doing, y'all as great as y'all are. Um and then I I'd say um, you know, not that this should be last, but you know, being a faith based man, it's always first, but it's one of them, you know, just my faith in God and just trusting, you know, uh the process, embracing you know, every up and not so up um, because all of those, all of the adversity face lead, led me to this podcast and to you guys. So I think uh, God has uh, really been a blessing over the course of my life and my career. 
Most definitely. Amen. Amen. Awesome. All right. Um, I think we all we all said a mom. Mom was in mine. Mom was in yours. Ooh. I think John Runyon, he said his mom was in his. Um, mm-hmm. I got one for you. Fill in the blank. My life right now is. A blessing. It's a blessing. Um, I say that because, you know, there was a there's a point in, I'd say, 2015, 2016, where um, and again, it might be a little bit personal too much for this. I don't know. But um, I had to I had a perianal abscess and uh, my heart stopped a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, you never know why things happen. Right. But I can tell you one thing that like when you're on a hospital table and you got doctors surrounding you saying, hey, listen, you know, um, you might want to talk to your son or your wife, because, you know, if this this procedure doesn't go well. You know, say you goodbyes type deal um, and to still be here and to, again, like I say, be talking to you guys. Yeah. Um, you know, life is a blessing, man. I'm on the, I'm on the right. I'm on the right side of ground every day. And I, and I, I don't uh, take anything for granted. Right. That's yeah. DC, I'm glad man. you're here. That's deep. That, that That's great, man. That um, whenever you get to talk to people that actually appreciate the space that they're in every day, you know, that really goes a long way and uh, really pouring into others. And, you know, we can pick up so much just by speaking to you, just by engaging with you. Somebody that's thankful, appreciative of just being where they are, their feet where they are and actually having the opportunities right in front of them. And um, that really goes a long way. So I, I appreciate you joining us and you know, really just uh, blessing us with your presence and your experience, your life journeys, all those other things, man. Really cool. Also, giving all the DB some love, too, because me and Peanut got to oh know the further you are away from the ball, the man. further you got to be. I don't think people realize that. You got to be able to figure stuff out and connect the dots because when you're close to the ball, you don't have to know everything. Like you said, like, dude, I've just got this gap, bro. I'm good. Listen. Away from the ball, you got to know everything. It's a lot of things you got to be able to figure out trying to tell you you guys are the smartest like safeties corners man y'all the smartest dudes on the field man i think safeties are the smartest ones on the field in my opinion i was i would say safeties i think safeties are the smartest players on the field i think corners are the most athletic players on the field yeah i get that i would definitely use that um Peanut, Peanut's one of the smartest corners I ever knew because he actually wanted to know what other people wanted to do with the defense. Most corners I played with, like, bro, what I got? Like, I don't, they, don't, they don't even want to waste all that time learning everything else that a safety has to learn. So um, it is a, it's a, it's a thought game. It's a, definitely a process. Chess. Absolutely. Well, um, I'm going to go ahead and get us up out of here, man. Appreciate it. Hey, thank you all the listeners that tuned in today. I would ask you to continue to spread the world about our podcast. Give us a rating, hit a review and a follow wherever you get your podcast at. Please tune in and do that for us. And hey, tell a friend. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.